This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by EarBuddiesPod.com, your exclusive home for Ear Buddies officially licensed merchandise and other Ear Buddies stuff. Can you believe this one's not a joke? It's EarBuddiesPod.com. I'm the cat on the windowsill of the Lo-Fi Girl uh, video. That's rough. Uh, I'm the Lo-Fi Girl. Yeah, there you go. And this is Ear Buddies. A podcast to relax slash study to. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Actually, I'd be pretty disappointed if folks were only casually listening to what we have to say. We are not background noise. Mm-mm. You you can't you can't have one AirPod in while you're cooking dinner uh, <laughs> and listening. You can't. Uh, be... I would almost say don't even drive while you're listening. Like you should set yourself down on your most comfortable chair or recliner. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, shut the door, lock the door. Yep. Make sure the kids don't get in. The an- leave the animals out. And probably close the blinds, shut your eyes, but don't try to become tired, and listen intently. That's how you should consume this show. Tim, I I couldn't agree more. Every time I listen, every Monday, what I do is I download the episode, uh-huh. and then I uh, plug in my big speakers uh, around yes. my, my big armchair, my overstuffed chair, and I point both of the speakers uh, directly, well, at the optimal range and uh-huh. angle so that I can get the highest sound quality. Then I turn my phone on airplane mode, um, and I, like you said, I close and lock the door, draw the blinds. Say forward uh, my calls. Exactly. Maybe light a candle, and I am for 45 to one hour and five minutes, I am <laughs> locked in because... I am an active listener, and uh, I think you have to be for this pod. That's how I listen to Serial, and it's how I want everyone to listen to Ear Buddies. Uh, But Matt, not everything demands our full attention, and that is what we're talking about today, actually. It's, uh, we're talking about music as background noise. That's right. It's uh, you're you're sitting at your desk. Uh, you're a little anime girl, and you're wearing headphones, and you have a kitten on your windowsill overlooking uh, some sort of uh, European-looking city. And uh, you got notes to take. You got a you got an exam in the morning, and so you turn on lo-fi hip-hop radio dash beats to relax slash study to it is the number one uh live stream on youtube it's going 24 7 and it's just pumping out very relaxing background music I want to know how often you just pull up sort of music as a utility like this. Music that you are not meant to uh, focus on with any uh, any care. Mm, Tim, I like wherever this episode is headed because it seems like you're a guy who knows what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> my answer to that is almost never. Um, okay. it, that's not a... Even like classical music or anything, well, you know? <sighs> The only well, no, I mean, look, it doesn't make me a better person than anybody else. But when I listen to music, I like to really listen to it. I, I would say yeah. the only time I throw on something kind of more for a vibe is my mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> my French folk and pop music Spotify okay. playlist when I'm cooking. Um, but there you go. but I get into that too. It's hard not to. So. In answer to your question, I don't really know much about 
this mm -hmm. phenomenon. What if I told you that this is less so a story about music and more so a story about artist exploitation, bud? Well, Tim, if you told me that, I would say, I believe you. Sounds like an episode of Your Buddies. Uh, we could spend some time talking about uh, the idea of music as background noise. I don't think we need to come down anywhere on that, though. It, it's useful. When I'm uh, cooking or, or reading something, I like to have classical music or jazz or something in, in the background. And yeah, I'll, I'll tune in and then I'll tune out. And, it, you know, you don't feel like you're necessarily missing anything if you tune out. It's just nice to nice to have the vibes. Right. Um, I, I agree. I think that's that's a vibes thing. And I'm sure that there are uh, people probably in uh, academia you. who are... <laughs> yeah, you. Who are <laughs> upset about that somehow. But, I mean, it's the same thing when you, you know, you go to a club and there's a really loud banger just playing and it doesn't really matter what it is does it it's just right. that's that's your vibe um and that's fine music can be used for that too and I, I mean actually i think uh there has been scholarly research that says your your brain actually thrives when you have music uh sort of as an undercurrent to um studying or or learning or or things like that so back to lo-fi radio um are you familiar with this channel, Matt? Uh, I'm familiar just because I'm, like on, seen I'm on the internet. Yeah, I've seen it. Right. I've seen it. I know about it a bit. Um, at any given moment, about 30,000 people are tuned into it. Uh, listening and watching that cartoon girl scrawl away on her notes and, and watching that cat wiggle its tail in the window. It is a steady non-stop stream of lo-fi hip-hop from artists, Matt, that you have never heard of, nor should you have, nor will you ever uh, internalize the names of these people. It's, it's fascinating to dig into this a little bit, because it's music, so someone had to make it. But... Absolutely no one who's listening to it could possibly care or or want to learn more about these artists. Now, Tim, I like this. I like where you're headed a lot here because I that is the thing I have actually thought um, when I see this, you know, this channel and channels like it, when it's just vibes. And I'm like, there is just so much of this. There's an unbelievable <laughs> amount. It never, ever stops. Um... And it's not, it's not just repeating the same, you know, 200 tracks over and over. It's so much stuff. And I, I says to myself, I says, <laughs> are these robots making this? Is it AI? Yeah. Is it some sort of, mm -hmm. some generative sequence uh, that you just type in something and it makes these for you? But um, you're telling me it's, it's real life people, huh? Yeah, I mean... There was a time in my life that I was fairly convinced that this was all, like, AI-generated, too. But, uh, and I I, re I strongly encourage anyone listening to this to do this. Go to chilledcow.com. Chilled Cow is the former name of the Lo-Fi Girl channel. Uh, he changed it, uh, like, a year ago or so. But chilledcow.com, it's the... Lo-Fi Records official website, you can click on the Beatmakers tab, and buddy, it's like it's like 200 European dudes <laughs> staring into the camera, ostensibly with names and internal lives and hopes and dreams, uh, and they are signed to the Lo-Fi YouTube channel record label. Huh. <laughs> and you can click on any of them, like I'm doing right now. This is uh, Fresh Goodies slash Yaup. Um, he's a 29-year-old beatmaker from Amsterdam. And, uh, you know, I could go listen to just his stuff, but 
But no one's doing that because there are not fresh goodies fans <laughs> out well, there. Well, not until today. <laughs> this list is endless of, of these guys just smiling into the camera or not smiling, sitting at their pianos, wearing their headphones, they've got their computers behind them, and they are making beats, and they're giving them to Lo-Fi Girl, and she's playing them 24-7 for an, an endless stream of tens of thousands of people online. And you would maybe think, well, that's great. That's incredible exposure for these artists. Um, but it is literally background noise. <laughs> This is very interesting, and Tim, I'll be I'll be frank here. I haven't really thought about this, uh, so I'm glad that we're talking about it now because yeah, there's no uh, regardless of what their their the terms of their deal uh, are. Mm-hmm. You step into an elevator, and you hear that elevator music, or you're on hold, and you hear that call waiting music or the hold yep. music. You're that doesn't matter no and this is the same thing it is literally just i i can't give my i can't give any more than 20 percent of my attention to it at any time um so that's that's an interesting quandary in and of itself but actually matt to me the more fascinating story here and actually and where we get into exploitation i think because this is a system that everyone is buying into willingly right it's a legitimate avenue for beat makers to get their stuff heard. So I don't have an issue with that. But what if I told you that the streaming giants such as Spotify and Apple Music, I'm going to mostly talk about Spotify today, uh, are taking this formula um, and doing some sort of... Uh, anti-worker nasty things with it would you be surprised tim if you told me that if you were to tell me that mm-hmm. um i would believe you because you and i have a relationship based on <laughs> trust and i don't think you would just come at me with some sort of blatant lie like that but let me let me go even further here mm-hmm. if any random person on the street came up to me and told me that I would believe them too because that sounds like something mm-hmm. that Spotify does. Yeah, man. This is a story that kind of reached its tipping point a while ago. Back in 2017 is when the bulk of this reporting happened. A music website called Music Business Worldwide uh, hops in basically and says, uh, hey, we have evidence that Spotify is gaming the system and seeking out virtually non-existent artists to populate its, uh, you know, chill, relaxing, study music playlists. And they do this, plain and simple, to save money. Because there are legitimate classical crossover composers, guys like Oliver Arnolds, who are in the business and are in that world relatively big names. Therefore, relatively expensive names to license and to add to your playlists. And Matt, you know the importance of playlists and and playlist placement for artists now. I I I do. That's the whole game, basically, right? Yes, I know people know this, but the way to get places now is to get your song on a big, famous playlist. Right, exactly. If you can uh, get your song on the rising pop star playlist or something, and you're trying to make it as a pop musician, that's huge. All of a sudden you have ten, th- hundreds of thousands, maybe millions new of new potential listeners. Um, and so that is extremely important. What Spotify is accused of doing is signing deals with basically music aggregators, 
The biggest one is called Epidemic Sound, which is a Swedish royalty-free soundtrack company. Uh, making deals with these companies, which establish their own stables of super, super small-time artists, and pay them a fraction of what they would have to pay established musical artists for their mus- for their contributions to uh, the ambient or the classical crossover world. Pay them a, f- a fraction of that uh, for placement in these playlists. And so what generally happens is these playlists start uh, with a really big name. For instance, the Ambient Chill playlist on Spotify, which had, f- uh, at the time of this writing, which was a few years ago, so probably double this now, 406,000 followers. The first song on the playlist is by a guy named Max Richter. He is a very famous film score composer and, uh, you know, sort of ambient music composer. The second song on the playlist is a band called Deep Watch, which, at the time of this writing, had two songs on Spotify, both with more than a million streams. Absolute... And if you were to start Googling the band Deep Watch, you'd find nothing. Because it's a band that doesn't exist, or it's an artist that basically, for all intents and purposes, isn't real. It, I don't know if they specifically were signed with Epidemic Sound, but you can guarantee that it cost Spotify per stream much, much, much less to play deep watch music than Max Richter music. They save a ton of money doing this because less money goes to the artists who are actually trying to make it, you know, quote unquote, in this world. What do you think of all this so far, Matt? Boy, that's a lot, Tim. Uh, well, listen, listen. I think like this. It was this is an interesting topic, um, and obviously, I don't specifically mean just lo-fi hip-hop beats, right? But mm-hmm. uh, because there's nothing. Well, Tim, there's nothing more relaxing and more chill than a lo-fi chill hip-hop beat, and so this episode and this discussion. It seems on its surface to not be that thrilling, right? Sure. Doesn't really yeah. get get your blood pumping. But this, uh, the details that you've outlined here, and again, I have no no choice but to believe you. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> accept that this happened and is yeah. happening. Well, for what it's worth, Spotify denies a lot of this. Or, oh, or well, they, spin, they spin it a little differently. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe now I believe it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it... <laughs> It makes total sense because I'm not, if I'm Spotify, I'm not paying licensing fees or or yep. any of the multitude of other costs that come from getting people like Max Richter. I am going to just simply start, go to my big barrel of, of fish uh, and start shooting. Yeah. Um, the gist of this is that Spotify... Gets to pay, gets to pay a, a flat fee for these songs in these playlists, which gets huge listens. And Spotify gets to control the copyright, and they don't have to license anything. Like you say, they don't pay royalties to rights holders. It saves them so much money, and these virtually in-house artists, I don't know what their game is. So this is where it's it's a little interesting to me. Um, and it gets a little muddy, right? Because it's possible that some of these artists who work with Epidemic Sound, for instance, are just like the folks who signed to Lo-Fi Girl, and they want to, you know, their their real dream is they want to make great Lo-Fi beats and, uh, you know, make a lot of money doing so. So you want to... You want these artists to have an avenue to get listens and to find support. But there are two problems, I think. One is that 
Spotify is basically taking advantage of them, if that's the case, and making sure that they just don't get very much money uh, because they can afford not to. And the very nature of this genre and these playlists is that these are artists who are not going to be um, passionately studied by the listener. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's. It seems like... Uh just it seems like a no-brainer uh if you're going to try and exploit any creators like this you absolutely pick the lo-fi beats guys because uh who cares right it doesn't matter um you can you cannot get away with that with anyone who's you know, sort of trying to actually make a name for themselves or like a touring artist or, or a band or something. Um, even if they're uh, small or smaller, they can fight that a little bit easier. But a bunch of faces in the crowd making uh, just elevator music, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's easy pickings. Yeah. At the heart of this, to me, Matt, is... I mean, I guess I put it like this. First, they came for the lo-fi chill beats, and I said nothing, because I am not a lo-fi <laughs> producer. Yes. Imagine if you were making pop music and doing everything you could, uh, you know, staying in the in your lane uh, and above board, working to get your music heard by people on streaming services. Of course one of the be-all end-alls for you is getting onto a great pop playlist. But if Spotify could somehow, f- you know, find a, uh, a, f- a factory, basically, of pop music to do this with, or, or rock, or whatever, with relative no-name artists, with no high hopes to, to be to have their name become big and they work for this sort of songwriting factory uh, to get paid in bulk by streaming services. And Spotify could take that music and get it in their playlists for cheap. They would do that. There's no reason they wouldn't do that. Spotify is not going to replace Billie Eilish uh, on their streaming service with a no-namer that like right. a sound alike. But if you are still trying to become Billie Eilish and develop that name recognition, what is stopping Spotify from listening to sort of low to medium level engaged music on the rise, but still not past the tipping point of fame and paying some weird music factory to make sound alike versions of that and pay them way less and put that on their playlists instead. It's interesting to think about that because I really think the only saving grace, I mean, and it's a, it's a huge saving grace, but with uh, pop and rock and, and sort of artists who have a face, uh, mm-hmm. is that they do have a face, is that that's yeah. the kind of music that people... Uh, are going to engage with that's the the sort of music that people listen to for I'll say it, the tunes, right? And but, you know, if it's just this vague uh, nebulous, any of these beats could be made by any of these people and Mm -hmm. could might as well be any other beat uh, then, yeah, like that's, that's so easy to take advantage of um because I mean, you know, name me, name me one lo-fi hip-hop producer who's rocketed to fame in the last five years. Right, you literally can't. You're right that, I mean, we've seen we we just talked about it with Taylor Swift, right? People are invested not just in the tunes, but the lore of the tunes and mm-hmm. the yeah. personality behind the tunes. And, and right, you have that in pop music. It does make me worried for classical composers, though. I mean, you don't want to be too tinfoil hat about it, obviously. Of course. But, but, with genres like classical music, dare I say jazz. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Things that, I mean, obviously a lot more instrumental stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of uh, cinematic, like, 
post rock like explosions in the sky, but it's not uh-huh. explosions in the sky. It's just you know something like that. That those are the artists who, um, I'm gonna say it, have no chance. If Spotify decides, or if Apple decides to do um, to change a policy or to to start sneaking around and um, lapping up the you know the easy pickings from the people who nobody knows, how like what is their uh, their recourse? Because you think about <laughs> the only think about the most public um, policy changes that have happened on these streaming services, Apple and Spotify mm. specifically, in the last, like, five years. You know what they are? There are two of them. What? And one of them was Taylor Swift and Apple. If, if you remember, yeah. she... Right. Uh, <laughs> this, was, this actually cracked me up because she wrote an open letter to Apple, just sort of oh, them. Yeah. Who could forget? Just, <laughs> you know, Apple. And... <laughs> Dear Mr. Apple. (laughs) And she said that it wasn't fair that they weren't paying their artists uh, for streams that were uh, being played during the trial period of their their platform. Taylor, fair enough. You always have been fighting for every last dime you can squeeze out of everybody, and I respect it. Absolutely. But, Tim, I don't know if you remember... Do you know when Apple changed their policy, they reversed it and decided they were going to start paying artists uh, even during the trial period? No. It was the day after. <laughs> the day after she released this letter, Apple did something about it. And, okay, mm-hmm. abs- th- that, I'm not going to get too far into it, but you think that they just folded because Taylor called them out? They're, they knew what was going on already. There was a plan there. Everybody's bread got buttered there it and is the, and the second a uh, very recent one is uh adele oh yeah god bless her came out with a, a new album and now spotify's big uh big new platform change is that it uh they won't automatically shuffle albums they the default uh choice will be to have it play from track one to the end, right in order. Yeah, right. uh, and <laughs> and that happened incredibly soon after Adele yeah. released her album uh, because mm-hmm. she talked to Spotify. And you know why she talked? You know why she was able to talk to Spotify? Because she's Adele. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know why? Why <laughs> she could talk to yeah, the president if Taylor she wanted and, to. Taylor right. and Apple were, regardless of them being in bed together, in some sense, like Taylor was able to make something happen to make some change mm-hmm. because she's Taylor Swift. But the millions, millions of other artists in all genres yeah. uh, who would like to get paid more than point zero 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 four cents per stream, um, mm-hmm. we don't care what they have to say. No. No, and there's no, right, there's no uh, uniting voice for the lo-fi community. <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> no one's going to stand up and, and fight for them and, and fight for their earnings. Yeah, show me uh, that guy. It, yeah, it's, a, it's an uphill battle in the first place to get anywhere on these streaming services. And of course, you know, quote unquote, the market can still decide. We're talking specifically about playlist placement here. If, you know, if you hustle or whatever and you you find your own audience your own way, eventually you can earn your place at the table and and your place on these playlists and um, maybe have a little bit more muscle to negotiate your streaming royalties and whatnot. But that is the... That is the rarest of the rare case. And... For every song that was made in a factory for a chill playlist, another song was excluded. Another more expensive song, likely produced by someone who legitimately wants to make it and become the next Oliver Arnold's, was excluded from that list. Because it cost more. And that's it. And that person's never going to have the chance to, uh, you know, fight back, except to... I guess keep hustling and hustle every day. <laughs> well, that's it. And the you know, the system in which they 
and we are all hustling is, I mean, there's nothing to be done about it. Like, Spotify and Apple have a, a stranglehold on on streaming. You're you're renting your music from yeah, these streaming services, and um, if you want to listen to music, or if you want people to listen to your music, you simply have to do what they tell you. Um, I'm I don't have a any sort of encouraging words after that. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Uh, so it's. It's an interesting topic. Like I said, you know, Spotify says uh, that they are uh, paying everybody exactly what they deserve and, and doing everything totally above board, and they don't have any deals with any companies that can get them uh, mass quantities of cheap music, even though the companies say, well, yeah, we, we do have that deal. <laughs> so, okay, good for you, Spotify. Thanks for all your help. And in the meantime, as a consumer, I, if you got to study or relax, I guess you got to turn something on. <laughs> well, once again, Tim, we come to the question about ethical consumption mm-hmm. and uh, how you just you can't really do it. <laughs> you look and you look anywhere, and it's it's much easier, I think, and perhaps more immediately interesting to to see. Um, to talk about exploitation with people like Britney Spears or Taylor Swift or et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Uh, but it is everywhere, even on sort of the lowest, least important, maybe dumbest uh, levels, because I don't care about what's happening in the in the world of lo-fi. They're just, it's just nonsense. It's not really music, but it is really people. And uh, they really mm-hmm. are getting screwed over by Spotify because... That's the way the world goes, Tim. That's the way it goes. Nothing more to say about it, I guess. <laughs> good luck, everyone. Yeah, good luck out there. Ear Buddies will continue in a moment. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by us. We're finally doing it, man. We're monetizing. It's time for us to get paid. It's been a long time coming, buddy. What, 30, 35 episodes in? And now, finally, listener, we gave you 35 weeks of guilt-free listening. And now, the check comes due. Uh, listen... <laughs> Listen, we'd like some of your money. We'd like a little bit of your cash. And Matt, how are we doing that? With EarBuddiesPod.com. Wow. That's a real website. Wow. 35 eps in. Honestly, Tim, I admire our restraint. A lot of people, they, mm-hmm. they start a pod, they think it's going to take off, they <laughs> buy that domain name, they, uh, you know, tell their mom, they buy their, their blue snowball mic, and their, and their <laughs> mic filter, and their USB cord, and they, they, uh, it doesn't quite work. And now, Tim, uh, I think our pod, I, we can fairly say, mm-hmm. not only, well, it has staying power, we know that, we never miss a Monday. We um, don't, yeah. But, it's, uh... It's taken off. Numbers are numbers are growing. Listenership is uh, is climbing, and it hmm. seems only obvious to put your money where our mouths are, and um, yes, yeah. I mean, I think that was pretty good. So, I think that what was else you got, good. Tim? keep this going well i will just uh i'm scrolling through earbuddiespod.com right now it's a real website and 
our faces are right there on the front, our little cartoon faces. But if you scroll down just a little more, folks, ah, you can shop the official Ear Buddies merch store. What? <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah, man. We got stickers. We got water bottles. We got tanks. We got hoodies. <sighs> wow. E- everything you could ever want. Oh, man. And, and just in time for the holidays, too. Just in time, Matt. They'll ship this stuff right to you. And I say they because we have some other people handle the shipping. All, all we did, Matt, let's put our cards on the table, is design some cool stuff. Uh, so we have, like, for instance, uh, an I Love Ear Buddies t-shirt and hoodie, kind of like the, the, the I Love New York shirts. So... You can get one of those. We've got a dumb rock tank top. That's right. That's an exciting one. I'm buying that. We've got uh, a shirt that says <clears throat> "Property of the Ear Buddies Army." Like Terrific. they've got those. You know, we've seen those, right? It says like <laughs> XL on it. Um, mm-hmm, we've got mm-hmm. uh, some some little things, some little pieces that say it's all about the tunes. Yes. Um, and then Tim. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Why not? We're friends. I'm batting around the idea of a couple different ones. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. see where it goes. Uh, a, a shirt that says "Real Musician," uh, but that would <laughs> more, maybe be more for our our listeners who are real musicians. Yeah, definitely. Don't buy it if you're right. not. Or right. buy it for the real musician in your life. Um, stocking stuffer. Um, and then finally, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this one, but I probably will. Okay. Um, it says, Olivia Rodrigo sour out everywhere now. <laughs> I think you can do that. Uh, Who's going to stop us? And the thing is, it is out everywhere now. And yeah, no. you might as well wear your heart on your sleeve and... And let people know about it. That's just some of the merchandise that you'll find in the Ear Buddies store. We have a little sticker that you can put on your car or on your laptop or whatever that says, Ask Me About My Buddies. Mm, that's that's a conversation starter. Yeah. Uh, and and much more. Folks, the official Ear Buddies merch store. Available exclusively at earbuddiespod.com. When you buy one of these slightly overpriced pieces of merchandise. Some of that money comes right to Matt and Tim. I say some because a lot of it goes to the people who like print the, the stuff. So, uh, you know, that's why it's kind of expensive. It's kind of expensive, Matt. <laughs> well, I, we, we all... Okay, look, guys, army... We have all been alive for long enough uh-huh. to know that uh, in 2021, if you're going to get any even reasonably decent sort of apparel or merchandise, mm-hmm. you're going to end up paying more than you would have originally expected to pay for it. Yes. That's that's the way things are now. That's it's Joe Biden's America. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. Yep. It's the right. economy, stupid. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You, you're paying what three, four bucks for a cup of coffee. That's too much. That's too so much. So you might as well. You might as well pay a little too much for a cute sticker or T-shirt. Yeah, that's the way of the world now. Uh, yeah, no way around it. But you know whose bread's getting buttered today? Finally, Matt. Yours and mine. It's our turn. <sighs> Feels good. Feels real good. Uh, and of course, you can listen to any episode of Ear Buddies. Right there on the on the website, it's uh, pretty pretty high tech stuff. <laughs> now that yeah, that's what's so cool to me, Tim. Because what I not to extend this too much, but when I listen to to Ear Buddies mm-hmm. and it's it's on my phone and I'm walking around, uh, it's distracting. Like we mentioned <laughs> before, what I want to do is go on my desktop computer, <laughs> log on to <laughs> the internet. Yes. Safari, perhaps. 
type in earbuddies.com and I want to sit at my computer, at my big computer, <laughs> looking at the screen. Looking at nothing, right? Just looking at your screensaver. <laughs> yep. Just watching it, uh, watching the wallpaper change and listen to earbuddies. The phone, it's it's convenient, but it, it it's not quite right. It kind of, it's not the There's experience a- we want. I would say to our listeners, thank you for uh, getting this far. And if you would please spend some of your money on our website, we'd be happy. Uh, it's Christmas. Christmas time's here, Matt. It's the season of giving. So give so your give loved us. ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Give. Well, right. You can give <laughs> several ways, actually. Yeah. 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 So yeah. just give it's earbuddiespod.com colon give welcome back to ear buddies hello my buddy hello my good buddy time for a palate cleanser don't you think i do think tim um that was too much yeah that was a lot um i you start thinking about the way the world is and and you, we can't end on that note and also let me no. just say to the haters out there i've heard some i've heard some things some whispers and some twitterings around that oh matt and tim just do the palate cleanser cuz they can't think of anything else to do not true no not true we have many segs um and they're all great each one better than the last and thank you and on any in any given recording session, you know, a lot of planning goes into it first. Yeah, this, we're not just whipping this out of nowhere and, and hoping for the best. Uh, this right. is what we decided to do for this episode. All sorts of segs are on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm, that's uh, right. And this is what made it... Right. It's heavily vetted, this whole program. Yep. So That's right. Back off. So just knock it off. Okay. Anyway, just needed to say that. Thank you. Um all right, Tim, what do you got? I thought maybe we could talk about um, nice meals that we've had lately. <laughs> okay, uh, that sounds that sounds like a real uh, palate cleanser. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Matt. Yeah. You cooked anything lately or, or gone to any nice restaurants or had anything really delicious that you want to share? Yeah, with the with the class. Yeah, sure. So, um, I I actually I hate to say it, Tim. I haven't been able to cook as much as I would have liked uh, in the past several weeks. I've been abroad because uh, you are quite a, you are quite the chef. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm not even going to say I like to think so because I can back myself up, and I I am I'm pretty good. Um, but you're you're traveling, and so haven't had the opportunity. Right, haven't really had much of a chance. Um, but you know, Tim, the other night I went to this charming uh, Indian slash Nepalese restaurant, mm-hmm. and I got uh, well. I guess there wasn't a technical name for it, as far as I know. It was just the the chef's special, and okay. it was a a dish with um, lamb. Like a curried lamb, um, and some some rice and some naan, and I'm a big uh, big lamb head, and so I saw that on the menu, and I also saw three little little clip art chili peppers next to it, which told me, of course, that it was going to be spicy, and uh, mm. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big spice fan, um, and I said. Hey, bring it on. Let's see what we got here. And uh, yep. it was it was delicious. It was extremely spicy. Um, okay. But I, uh, you know, there was a lot of delicious flavor in there. It had, um, it had like some garam masala. It had some uh, curry leaves. It had some ginger, some garlic, and a ton of mm. ton of chilies, obviously. Um, and I, obviously. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's great, Matt. Are you kind of a, um, you know, do you do you like to, uh, are you are you a big, you know, wor- tastes of the world guy? Do you do you like ethnic food? 
things that are uh, non-American. <laughs> yeah, Tim. So I kind of beyond the burgers and fries. Well, yeah. I and, and nothing against burgers and fries. Nothing against the American way of doing thing uh, things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a I'm a proud American, and. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think anyone who's listened to this whole pod would know that. <laughs> is a patriot, yeah. Uh, but, but no, I do like to to kind of explore uh, the world in that way. I I love Indian food. I love uh, Ethiopian food. Um, basically, anything from from the Asian region. Um, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I like to go on little little taste tours of the world. Pal, that's so cool. Yeah, it makes me cool. Um, it, and interesting. Yeah, yeah, it makes me interesting to, to chat with and to think about. Um, <laughs> I like to know I'm being thought about, and I like to know that it's going well. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, so, yeah, you can just, everyone, the army, you guys can put that little, little nugget in your heads mm-hmm. and... That rounds me out a little bit more as a person, I think. Uh, adds a couple layers of complexity and maybe <laughs> maybe some shades of... It helps with the parasocial relationship that we're trying to form well, with that's our audience. Well, that's just it, Tim. Um, and now, if I may, uh, yeah. any any standout meals or... It doesn't even have to be meals. Just dishes or, or little treats, perhaps, that you've had in the last little bit that, mm. that spring to the top of your mind here. You know, the one that springs to the top of my mind was a few weeks back, uh, and it was uh, it was what was referred to at work, at my place of work, which I will not divulge for for <laughs> safety reasons, uh, as Croctober, and mm. this was a day. This was a, a lunch a lunch period where everybody brought something in a crock pot, Matt, and. Uh, and you you had your play, and you dished up just a bunch of stuff out of crockpots and had it for lunch. It was Crocktober. All right. Um, that sounds like a pretty sort of, pretty sort of brown party. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. And it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was super brown, super warm. Right. Um, Been in there all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And you know it was well crocked, right? Was <laughs> so you're. I'm imagining here. I'm imagining you. You're at your place of work. Uh, uh-huh. It's nine a.m. Parking lot's filling up. Everyone's got a big old. Everyone's hauling in their crock crock pot in their arms, and you're just parading in like a bunch of little little tr- Norwegian trolls, <laughs> and and it's Crocktober. Okay, so was there? I mean, um, don't feel pressure well, to answer this if you couldn't recognize anything. But was there anything in particular that that kind of jumped out from the crockpot at you? The answer is um, yes, but I can't really describe it to you in any great detail. <laughs> uh, was it like some sort of a porridge or a gruel, perhaps? Yeah, some sort of casserole situation. Uh, you know, with some melty cheese and some nice meats, you know. It's just lots of hitting the food groups. <laughs> right, just, just stack them all in there. Put them, yeah, and it was all all, all shaken up in a crock pot. And, uh, and what was really nice about this, Matt, is that it was, uh, it was billed as Crocktober, but it turned out it was a secret baby shower for me. Whoa! Okay. Yeah. Rewind. It was a nice little. There were. Yeah. There was a nice little party that they they threw and they they all, they all brought little presents and we played some baby shower games and uh, it well, was, you it was really it was really lovely. Buried the lead there, my friend. That. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, that sounds so fun. I I would remember that too. You know, I I think that meal that would stick out in my head too if it had been so specifically for me. It's nice to have uh, a meal prepared for for you. You know what I mean? That's a oh yeah. Not to mention, you know, twenty different pots full of <laughs> meal. 
You that's, know, that's I mean, Croctober, wow. baby. Get, give me a spoon. Get in there. <laughs> Dish it up. And I did, and uh, and we all did, and it was nice. Oh, Tim, that's such a great anecdote, and I like that. <laughs> no, listen to me now. I'm listening. I like that because that also rounds you out um, in a mm. in a pretty helpful way for the parasocial relationship. Um, I know our listeners. I know how they see us, and obviously, I'm like the cool sort of mysterious like uh dashing uh like sort of like a lord byron type right <laughs> yes <laughs> is what i've heard and uh <laughs> and then all the signs point to that yeah. right but you uh are more of like a like a family man like a like mm. an, an, uh, a, a voracious researcher and reader, like a like a young Teddy Roosevelt in some ways, <laughs> and I I like that story because I think that that makes you even more like the good Tr. It uh, I think he would be proud of that, and and I I feel like it just it connects me as a listener more mm-hmm. both with you and Teddy with uh, the American West. You're right. And the, right. And the rough riders <laughs> and, uh, you know, the great Montana river. So that's, that's really a great, great story. And, uh, thank you for sharing, you know, in any moment, the best thing you can do is the right thing. Wow. And how the, ne- the next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Now that's TR right there, isn't it? It sure is, buddy. <sighs> you and me, Matt, we're doing what we can with what we have where we are. We are speaking softly and <laughs> carrying a big old stick. <laughs> Aren't we, Tim? We are, buddy. Uh, and and we are going far as a result. Yeah. Boy, you two are just so alike. Just so alike. Wow. Well, I think that we have adequately fleshed out our uh, inner selves. And, <laughs> um, for now, for now. for t- Yeah, for one episode. <laughs> and we ought to hang it up. We ought to get out of here. Can't do better than this, man. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy.